Best Bets time. It's Football Friday, and time for the weekend's action. Here's the best bets. It is time we dive into week number eight of the uh, NFL college football as well. It is time for our best bets. The crew is ready to rock and roll. The professionals and the semi-professionals, I guess you might want to say. As Marco says, the pros and the Joes. There you go. All right. Jay Schrader, the quarterback in the house. Trevor Maddich joined us via the phone from his uh, probably ESPN headquarters in Bristol, Connecticut. Trevor, what's going on, brother? Yeah, you know, well, I, I'm not a pro. Uh, I'm not a Joe. I'm more of a Larry, but that's the start. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I'm a Bob, so we're okay. We're good. You know, I was looking up uh, earlier today. I already knew the answer, but it, I was trying to find it because I know both of you guys played for the Redskins, but you, you, were, you guys were different times, years apart. But I was hey, how cool would that be if Trev actually snapped a, a, you know, Jay was under center with Trev. That never happened. That never happened. No. Should have happened. Uh, I'm a little no, older. No. I'm a little <laughs> older than the young man on the other side. That's all. Well, no, because Jay had a standard. The center had to be, you know, had to be a certain level of talent and good looks. And I failed on both of them, even if I was the right age. (laughs) (laughs) All right, my friend, hit us with your best three college football plays for the weekend. Okay, which friend? You. (laughs) Oh, gotcha. Okay. Wyoming. Hey, right now, Trevor, with these two guys, you're my only friend of this group right now. (laughs) (laughs) I have a feeling. (laughs) And that's because you're about 3,000 miles away. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so Wyoming's getting four and a half at Boise State. And uh, and this, to me, should be more of a pick I like Wyoming and take the points. Wyoming's been really good as an underdog on the road. I mean, they went to Texas as a big underdog and covered that one. They went to Air Force as an underdog covered that one, lost both games, but they, but they were in it. As an underdog at home in between those, they, they beat Fresno State outright. And I, Wyoming's got a smash-mouth style to them, but they're also very efficient throwing the ball. Boise State, when the running game's going, smash-mouth style, but they don't throw the ball that well, and their defense is just terrible at defending the pass. I think Wyoming getting four and a half is just way too many points, and I'm very happy to take them. Then... South Carolina's at Texas A&M. Texas A&M is laying 16 and a half. That's a lot of points. And I've gotten in trouble laying points this year a lot. <laughs> but this is one that I, I, it's hard for me to imagine how South Carolina is going gonna, is gonna to be able to cover this. Their defense is one of the worst in the nation, and they've got a bunch of injuries. I mean, they just lost another starting defensive lineman. They just can't stop anything on defense. Offensively, they can't protect the quarterback, Spencer Rattler. And playing in that environment at Texas A&M, uh, I think it's going to be even worse for the pass protection. I think South Carolina is just going to have a lot of trouble moving the ball consistently and scoring. Texas A&M still has one of the best defenses in the country. The offense is starting to pick up steam. And with all the, all the talk about head coach Jimbo Fisher and, and how they could possibly buy out his contract, and is it too expensive? Can they do it? Should they do it? All about changing the head coach. I think that he would run up the score if he gets the chance. And I think this is a game where he's going to get the chance. So I'll take uh, Texas A&M, and I'll lay that 16 and a half. And then my third pick is a total. Washington is at Wisconsin, and the, the total is 45 and a half. And I'll take the under on that one. Uh, both of these defenses are pretty good. Wisconsin's is, is one of the better defenses in the country. 
Ohio State is one of the best defenses in the country. Much better this year than last at stopping the big play. They've cut their points per game allowed in half because of that. Wisconsin's going to be starting a, a freshman quarterback because of in, an injury to Tanner Mordecai, their regular starter. One of their top two running backs is out. You know, I, I just don't think Wisconsin's going to have enough firepower to, to contribute much to the total. On the Ohio State side, this is a night game at Madison, Wisconsin. And I get the impression they're going to want to shorten this game and get the heck out of there. Because Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver, is a great player, but they're going to need him down the stretch against Michigan and then hopefully for them in the playoffs. They're not going to want to get him totally banged up. Kyle McCord, the quarterback, his backup got hurt last week against Penn State. And their starting running back, Travion Henderson, is now back from injury. I think that Ohio State is going to want to shorten the game, hand it off, protect their star quarterback and receiver from unnecessary hits, and get out of there. So I like the under. All right, we go from the center to the quarterback. Jay Schrader, give us your three best college plays. Well, my college games, I like the Colorado-UCLA. UCLA's given up 15 points. Colorado's going to score on UCLA. Okay, they're going to sling it all over the He's yard. talking about his alma mater there. I think, I think UCLA wins the game, yep. but not by 15. Right. There's no way. Okay, I mean, Colorado's going to – they're going to – Beginning in the second quarter, they're going to throw it every down, and they're going to put some points on the board. So I like I like Colorado in that because that's just too many points to go there. Then I've got the Oregon Utah game. Yeah, I mean it's going to be a battle. Okay, I like Oregon. They're getting six and a half. It's going to be a close game. I think Utah wins the game, but I don't think they're going to win it by the six and a half. So I think that it's going to be a great game. Oregon is favored. Oregon's favorite. Oregon's favorite. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But I. Oregon's going to play. I, you know, you got Oregon. I got Oregon. You're going to lay six and a half. Yeah, I'm going to lay six and a half. Okay. I think Oregon's going to go in the Utah. Utah's had a great run, mm-hmm. but I think Oregon's going to come up with the upset there. Right. And then the other one, I'm going with Duke over Louisville. I'm going with Duke over Louisville. I think Louisville kind of run its course. Mm-hmm. I think Duke's a pretty good football team. I like Duke to win that game, even though it's four and a half. Yeah, so Duke is uh, getting four and a half at Louisville. Louisville. Right, yep. there you go. Yep. Marco, what do you got? I'm going to start with Air Force. They were good to me last week by go. only a half a point, but, <laughs> yeah. I, but yeah. I got there. Uh, but they're not facing uh, the Navy team that knows how to defend yeah. the option. I'm going against Colorado State. They've had two barn burners on back-to-back weeks where they came from the grave two weeks ago, won the game in the final seconds, and then last week, after leading the whole way, gave up the lead late, only to come back down and take the game, what they thought was going to be the game-winning field goal, only to see UNLV come back and win it. I just don't see them stopping that option attack. One week to prepare for that. Forget about it. Air Force runs roughshod over Colorado State. Second play, I'm going with Kentucky plus the three-and-a-half over Tennessee. Again, this is a situational spot. Tennessee was dominating Alabama. Last week, Alabama was one of my plays. In Alabama, I wrote them off. At halftime, I thought they had no shot in that game. They came back and shut out Tennessee in the second half. I think that's a demoralizing loss. We use the phrase, lose the same game twice. Kentucky's had two weeks to prepare. Give me Kentucky plus the points. They win them outright. In the last one, NC State plus 10. Here's another team coming off an ugly game two weeks ago. Had two weeks to prepare. If you're a kid and you go to Clemson, you're thinking about nothing but ACC title and playing for a national championship. Well, you know what? 
It's the last week of October, and you've got three losses. Yeah. What do you have to play for? Well, they got Notre Dame next week. If they're going to get up, that'll be the game. I'm taking NC State plus the points. Don't be surprised if they win this one outright. All right. Mm. All right. I'm going to go to the Big Ten for a pair of games here. We'll start off with the Minnesota and Michigan State. Michigan State is a bona fide mess. They've lost five in a row, coinciding with the firing of their head coach, Mel Tucker, a few weeks back. They got drill-pressed by Michigan on their home field last week, 49-0. They got a young quarterback making his third career start. Their star defensive tackle decided, I'm out of here, entered the transfer portal earlier this week. They are done. Minnesota can run the ball. Their defense held Iowa to 11 yards rushing last week. Do you know the longest play from scrimmage in carry was for the Iowa offense? A quarterback sneak. True story. Last week. 11 yards rushing. That was it. Yeah, their longest game on a quarterback sneak. Minnesota blasted him last year at Michigan State, 34-7. I'm going to lay seven with Minnesota. Good team. Good home team. Just physically tougher. Better on both sides of the ball. Give me your Golden Gophers, Jay, uh, Jay uh, Schrader. I know that you're not a Golden Gopher, but you like that Minnesota. You, yeah. like, you like Minnesota. Yeah. You like the Great Lakes. There you go. All right. Then I'm going to stay in the Big Ten with Ohio State and Wisconsin. Trevor, I'm with you on this game to a certain degree, but I'm going Buckeye, baby. Wisconsin is Ooh. terrible. They were down 14 <laughs> last week before they had to rally against Illinois. They got a freshman quarterback making his second career start. Wisconsin is anemic offensively. I don't know how they're going to be able to score. I don't know how they're going to be able to move the football. And remember, they've got a new head coach. Luke Fickle's there. Everything is just a mess there in Wisconsin as well, too. And they are facing the fourth-best defense in the country in Ohio State. Remember what Ohio State did last week to Penn State? They held them to one third down conversion, and that third down conversion was in garbage time at the last meaningless uh, back, wasn't even backdoor cover at the end. But 0 for 15 is what Penn State was on third down conversions. 0 for their first 15, that's a credit to Ohio State. How's Wisconsin going to score? It is beyond me. (laughs) By the way, Ohio State has won nine straight against the Badgers. And last year, 52 to 21, where they gained 549 yards. I'm going to take Ohio State laying 14 at Whiskey. NFL side, Trevor Maddich, what do you got? Well, first of all, real quick, uh, so Minnesota held Iowa to 11 yards rushing, huh? Yeah. If you're if you're grading on the curve, though, isn't that really bad for Minnesota, given it was Iowa? Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, that was a great performance. Okay, NFL, NFL. Uh, Baltimore is at Arizona, and they're laying nine and a half. That's a lot of points on the road. But when I look at the matchup, I don't know how many points they're going to really need to score Baltimore in order to cover that, maybe 17, because the Ravens' offense has been just absolutely awful with Josh Dobbs. They can't run the ball because of uh, James Conner's injury. So it's all on Dobbs. He started out really hot earlier in the season, but he has reverted to scrub performance in recent weeks. And Baltimore's defense is number one in the NFL at fewest points allowed. So with a one-dimensional offense for Arizona, and that one dimension is Josh Dobbs throwing the ball, I I just don't think Baltimore is going to need to move move the ball too much and score too much in order to cover that. Now, the wild card in that is that Kyler Murray has been practicing. And Kyler Murray might play quarterback 
for Arizona this week. And I'm not sure if that's better or worse than Josh Dobbs, as a matter of fact, because he's coming back off that ACL, and this will be his first game back, and it's only been about 10 months or so uh, since he hurt it. So either way, I don't think it's going to matter that much. I think it'll be a low-scoring game, but I think that Baltimore is going to is going to cover that. Then the Bengals are getting four at the 49ers, and I like uh, Cincinnati in this one. The 49ers have had some injuries, man. Debo Samuel, their great receiver, their future Hall of Fame left tackle, and he's out. Debo Samuel's out, as far as I know. Uh, left tackle Trent Williams is either going to be out or banged up, and that's a problem against the pretty good pass rushers for Cincinnati. And then Brock Purdy, the quarterback for the 49ers, uh, is in the concussion protocol. He may or may not play. Meantime, they've lost two games in a row. They've struggled to score in those two games, and their their defense has been thrown on. The Vikings put like 378 yards passing on them just here recently, and so the Bengals have had a week off. They've got a bye. So Joe Burrow's going to be as healthy as he's been. And, and the Bengals' defense has been pretty stout. They've only been giving up about 22 points a game. So coming off a bye, I like Cincinnati at San Francisco plus four. And then I've got another total. The, the Browns are at the Seahawks. <clears throat> the total is 38. And I have a lot of trouble figuring out how they go over 38. Uh, there, there's a couple problems. One is that the Browns defense got flat out embarrassed last week by the Colts, and I think they'll bounce back in a big way because this is a borderline elite defense. They play a lot of man coverage more than any other team in the NFL, and Geno Smith, the Seahawks quarterback, is last among qualified quarterbacks uh, in uh, EPA per dropback, in other words, advanced analytics per dropback, against man coverage. In other words, he's bad at man coverage, okay? And so I think he's going to struggle to move the ball against the Brown. I think Miles Garrett is going to have plenty of time to go get after him. And then the offense for Cleveland, P.J. Walker, is the backup quarterback, and they've won their last two games with him, but it hasn't been because of him. I mean, he's completing about 50% of his passes. He's not throwing the ball down the field. He's got no touchdowns and three interceptions in that span. And so he's just not getting much done. And so I guess the Seattle defense has given up 30 points in the last three games combined in Seattle in a very loud, difficult situation. I, I don't think Cleveland is going to contribute much to this total. I think Geno Smith will be held in check. So I will take under 38. All right, Trev. Sounds good. Jay Schrader. I'm going to be pretty pretty simple right here. I got I got the Jets beating the Giants. Yeah, they're giving three points. They're going to – Giants stink, okay? Let's just be realistic. Giants stink. Uh, you know, Tavon Taylor is going to be the quarterback again. They're, they're not scoring anything, so the Jets are going to win that. I'm going to go out on limb. I think the Jaguars are going to cover. They're going to beat the Steelers. I think they're going to win, and I think they're going to cover the two and a half that they're – they're getting and then vikings and the packers vikings are riding high i think they're going to play well again this week against the packers packers don't have much of anything sorry uh you know that's our team we we're homers back there but they're struggling okay and i just think minnesota's going to win that game so i'm going to take them even though they're giving points uh i think they're all going to cover and make it happen you know, on that note, Jay, I'm, I'm thinking actually, hear me out on this, that it might be a good spot for Green Bay. Minnesota's coming off that big emotional victory on Monday night, and the Packers are 
probably relative more healthy than they've been probably all season long. I know Jordan Love hasn't been good at all. But I think Aaron Jones is, is getting back to 100%. I just see Green Bay showing up in, in this week for some Green, reason Green, in this this Green, matchup. They will, but it but it's also a rivalry game. Yeah, and I and it's a division game, and I just think Minnesota comes out on top. Minnesota is just a better football team right now. Could be a food bet. Could be. Could yeah, be. Could be a football. I'm mulling that one. Okay. What do you got, Marco? All right. I'm going to start with my ugly one first. We're taking the Carolina Panthers plus the three against Houston. I've always said when you go into your bye week, if you're on a roll, it's a momentum stopper. If you're going into the bye week on a bad note, that's you're going to use that time to come out with your best game of the year. You can't go into the bye any worse than winless, okay? <laughs> That's about it. It's the battle of the number one and number two quarterback, and no question, Stroud has been the best of the crop this year no quarterback-wise. Can I, can I say something real quick? Good. You and I were looking at each other. Did this? Did you have deja vu from the Cleveland Brown pick from last year <laughs> yeah. when he was doing that, right? When the <laughs> yeah. Browns were atrocious, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just, okay. just saying. Just, you know, I remember that. Yeah, how'd that work out? Yeah, okay. I'm taking Carolina. They get their first Wednesday. You got a rookie quarterback favorite on the road. Come on. It, it just nonsense. I'm taking Carolina. <laughs> Me and Jay agree on this one, and you'll be surprised. Okay. I'm not a homer. I'm taking Jacksonville. Yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers, 4-2, and two, six games this year. They have been out yarded in every single, single game. One. Jacksonville goes on their bye next week. They had 10 days to prepare for this game. I don't see the Steeler offense being able to match the Jacksonville offense. The last one, I'm going Monday night. I'm going with the Lions. My whole thing last week was going against Detroit because of this game coming up, and they're coming, they're embarrassed, they're angry. This is their statement game to show the world that they're not the same old Lions. They are going to roll big. Sorry, Raider fans. I just this team's in total disarray. I'm taking Detroit. I'm laying it. I'll have them straight up. I'll have them money line. I'll have them teasers. Any way you can play it, I will have Detroit on Monday night. You're trying to say you think Dan Campbell can get a team fired up? I think Dan Campbell's going to get a team fired up. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to start with the Dallas and the Rams. Rams were terrible again last week. All right. Whether officials, no officials, didn't matter. No running game whatsoever. And Stafford hasn't really been good this year. Seven touchdowns, six interceptions. And Dallas, coming off the bye week, they are hungry to get home. And this is why I'm playing the Dallas Cowboys, because they are solid at home. Look what they've done at home. 30-10 to against the Jets. 38-3 to against New England. And they defeated that lowly Rams. Uh, and, and they're going to defeat this lowly Rams team by more than a touchdown. That's all we're asking, giving up six points. I don't think it's a problem. And again, this team has not been home in four weeks. I think they are going to light it up. And this, you got Aaron Donald, but what else really do you have defensively with the Rams? So I think there's a short uh, price delay with the Dallas Cowboys. Then I'm going to go with Kansas City and Denver. What is there to like about Denver? I say absolutely nothing. <laughs> One win this year against the Chicago Bears, right? Extremely weak schedule. They can't score. Kansas City owns everybody in the AFC West. And we talked about this before, how Andy Reid over-prepares 
for the divisional opponents. And that's why he's phenomenal yep. against the AFC West. Yep. Oh, by the way, <laughs> what what's, is Mahomes, what's, what's Mahomes' record against the West? <laughs> 16 in a row they beat Denver. Right. The Kansas City Chiefs, with Patrick Mahomes in control, have beaten the Denver Broncos 16 straight games. Make it 17. And only got to lay a touchdown, seven points. I'm cool with that, no problem. And then San Francisco and Cincinnati, all right? San Francisco's lost two straight games, but they're returning home. Brock Purdy is going to play. Now, here's what I heard earlier today is that he's already passed four of the five uh, concussion protocol uh, things. So if he's already uh, passed number four today, more than likely I think he's going to be ready to play and should. But I agree with you, Marco. I think that Sam Darnold would, would be okay as part of the system goes, and he's got experience. But Christian McCaffrey will be ready to go. they got plenty of other weapons. I know Debo Samuel will not play. That's going to hurt him. But the defense, Jay, I think the defense is going to rise to the occasion. They will be better than they were last Monday night in Minnesota. I think it's a very short price to, to lay with three and a half points. And here's what the Niners have done at home. 30-12 to 12 over the Giants. 35-16 to Arizona. 42-10 to 10 to Dallas. And that's why I bring up this Dallas game. Here's a per- perfect comp is because they were favored by three and a half points against the Cowboys. A lot of people that ooh, this is going to be a tough game. Not even close. Cincinnati, I, I think the bye is actually going to work in a reverse effect for Cincinnati. Going to be a little rusty. I think the Niners love that home cooking in Santa Clara. So uh, give me the Niners laying the three and a half. Those are our best bets. They are up on the website, along with Scott Spritzer. Gilby, the intern up there as well, too. And our special guest, Jay Schrader, at tcmartinshow.com. Go to the best bets section there and check it all out.